Pilgrim's Progress. I've always said that outside of the Bible, it's the most important book that most Christians today have never read. Well, I spoke with someone who wants to change that, starting with the youngest of Christian readers, our children. One of the things I think not many Christian books deal with for kids is suffering, difficulty, trials. How can our kids face those and stand strong? And in the Pilgrim's Progress, that there's many trials, many difficulties he faces, and yet it always points him back to the, the king. Hi, and welcome to the Great Stories Podcast. I'm Charles Morris, and you just heard Tyler Van Haltren, a young Canadian missionary from the greater Toronto area, but he's serving with his wife and three young children in Cambodia. He is a pilgrim to a foreign land, and he's written the most helpful interpretation of Pilgrim's Progress I've seen in a very long time. It's called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. And on this episode, you're going to hear some more about his project and why he's excited to introduce John Bunyan's timeless Christian allegory to a brand new generation. I think he'll be encouraged to hear this young dad talk about his desire for people of all ages to follow Christ. And so instead of me just continuing to blather on about it, Let's just go ahead and get started. Christian's eyes filled with tears. He thought how much it must have hurt the king to send his only son to die, and how much pain the son must have endured while dying. Christian stood in wonder. I lived my whole life in the city of destruction. I continually disobeyed the king. I never once thanked him or showed him any love. I'm a poor little pilgrim in filthy clothes. Why would he do this for me? As he drew nearer to the cross, the straps on his shoulders snapped, and the huge load fell off his back. It rolled down the hill, picking up greater speed until it fell into a large pit, never to be seen again. Christian beamed with joy. He was finally free. His heart was so full of love for the king's son. He died so I can live. He was broken so I can be made whole. He endured the worst to give me the best. Christian sang a new song. I came to the cross with the burden of sin, for none could remove all the guilt held within. What a wonderful day! I've been covered by grace, for the King sent his Son to die in my place. At the cross I am free, here my burdens released, here my shame has been thrown in a bottomless sea. This is Haven Today, and that was a reading from a new storybook called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. And joining me on the program today is the reader who's also the author of this book. He's a husband, he's a father to three young children, and he's also a missionary who teaches at a Bible college in Cambodia. Tyler Van Haltren, welcome for the very first time to Haven Today. Yes, thank you so much, Charles. It's such a grace to be here. It's good to have you on. I've been hearing about you now for probably two years, I guess. You're originally from Ontario, yeah. uh, greater Toronto, but what are you doing in Cambodia? Yeah, so we've been in Cambodia for just over two years, I'm teaching at a Bible school. So we've spent the first year learning language, and then I started teaching at the Phnom Penh Bible School uh, through a translator still, but hopefully someday in uh, in Khmer. Uh Oh, to be young and learn languages quickly. Sounds good to me. 
Now, Tyler, the reason we have you on today is that you've written an updated storybook version of John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. You're calling it Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. Now, we'll talk about this book in just a moment, but how did you get interested in Bunyan to begin with? Yeah, so I became a, a Christian, grew up Christian home, but became a Christian prior on the time, age 15. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can remember, the first book I picked up after becoming a Christian, when I, I remember still very fondly and distinctly wanting to grow in Christ, picking up a book off my dad's shelf, thinking this looks interesting. And it was a, a very old, actually 70 cent mass print paperback version of the Pilgrim's Progress from the the 70s that sat on his shelf. And so I sat down and started to read that and was just blown away, amazed by the imagery, the truth, uh, the doctrine that was in there. And so that that stuck with me for for many years. Wow. So not only are you teaching at a Bible college in Cambodia today, but this kept percolating with you. And so at some point along the way, in the the last couple of years or so, you decided to do something about your keen interest in sharing it with others. What'd you do? Yeah, so my son was about three years old, and and we'd start reading a lot of storybook Bibles and different books at night. And then I thought, oh, Pilgrim's Progress, that is amazing imagery. I I would love to love to share that with my son. So I started looking around on the web for uh, a version that had been done for, for kids. And the only one I could find had uh, terrifying images in it. Uh, that <laughs> He burst out crying because some of the images were so terrifying and probably some people know, know the version I'm talking about. But So you decided you needed to take matters in your own hands then. Yeah. Yeah. So just the idea started rolling and and then just kept rolling by God's grace and felt like I felt truly compelled to do it. Like it felt like uh, the train was, was going and, and I was on it and I needed to uh, make this a reality. So started looking into everything and publishing, writing books, illustration, and, and then started chipping away at it. I am holding in my hand a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, fully illustrated and adapted for the next generation. Now, you haven't veered from the original content, have you, that Bunyan wrote? No, yeah, this is just an adaptation, so simpler, clearer for kids. And you did the unheard of. You didn't go to a publishing company. You self-published this. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, So I started a small small kind of publishing company, which is really a fancy way of saying self-published, but it's called Lithos Kids. And then by God's grace, as more of these books went out and I couldn't handle the load myself. I was able to hire uh, two friends, one in the US and one in Canada, and uh, they've been able to, to help. So, And both of them are in ministry of different, different uh, ones. Husband's a pastor. The other was a missionary for a long time. So it's just a really sweet publishing company, sweet little team we have. I love it. And let me just tell everybody listening something that you did that a traditional Christian publishing house would not do. You went the extra mile with binding, uh, some gold stamping on the covers, and uh, it's hardback, and the illustrations are beautiful and for color, and uh, by golly, I'm giving one to my grandkids this Christmas, you know? 
You wanted to make it special, and how did you make it special besides making it quite readable for children? Yeah, one of the great things about uh, starting my own publisher was I was able to think a lot about this and what I wanted our books to feel and uh, and, I, and wanting our books to really last. So if I had sold the idea to a publisher, they might say, okay, we want to put it in a you know as cheap of a hardcover as we can or get this as efficiently as we can. I was asking the opposite question to my printer. I was saying, hey, do you have better material? <laughs> what mm. about, are there are there pages that'll last longer? Is there a cover that will uh, stand the test of time? And so I'd, I'd had some versions of Pilgrim's Progress from uh, the 1800s and the 1900s. And I, I just thought, wow, these have lasted, you know, 100, 150 years. What, mm-hmm. what if I built a book that could be like that? And so we chose a a cloth cover that kind of represented the old cloth co- covers of the, the vintage versions. And um, and that's become kind of a, a foundation of our company is this idea of biblically faithful, beautifully crafted, that we want to be faithful to God's word in, in every respect. And then also want our, our books to stand out uh, that they, uh, to do this, to publish for the glory of God. And even thinking if someone saw this in a, a thrift store 10 years down the line, it should, you know, there's, if there's 200 books on that shelf, they see this book and think, wow, that's really beautifully crafted. Mm. I should grab that. Mm. Mm. And maybe read it too. Yeah. And the Lord could use it with them. Yeah. Tyler, I know something that is important to you is passing on one's faith. And that really is, is taken into account as you wrote this book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been a huge, huge part. And when I, I thought of, we've had a, a crazy, you know, 2020 is a crazy year for many reasons, and the world just seems to be getting darker in, in various ways. And I thought, what, if I was to leave, if God was to take me home, or if, if I was to die, what would I want to leave in my son's hands? And really, the first thing that came to my mind was, wow, I would love for them to have these books to, to be with them, uh, to leave that you know, a sense of legacy, but to equip them for the journey ahead. Because one of the things I think not many Christian books deal with for kids is suffering, difficulty, trials. How can our kids face those and stand strong? And mm-hmm. in the Pilgrim's Progress, the, there's many trials, many difficulties he faces, and yet it always points him back to the, the king, uh, trusting in mm-hmm. the king. The mm-hmm. king is with him. The king will strengthen him. The king will help him. And that's what I want my kids to, to remember. Mm. And that's what we all need, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. What is there about Pilgrim's Progress that can still minister today to all of us, to non-believers, to believers? Yeah, it's such a powerful allegory. I mean, the, the most famous allegory in the English language, which is uh, just a story with a deeper spiritual meaning. So we follow Christian on his journey to this celestial city. And and we know everyone, there's that timeless image of him with that that burden on his back, crying out, what can I do to be saved? And a book in his hand. And so we've we've summed that up of believe the king's word, follow the king's path, seek the king's city. And so this this powerful imagery helps people from basically any background to engage with spiritual truth in a, a meaningful and uh, a deep way that resonates with kids. Mm. 
you've approached this, it sounds like that that you've put in here a writing style that's easy for kids to remember. Yeah. Slogans, sayings, repetition. And yet you're still staying faithful to the original John Bunyan story of Pilgrim's Progress. I think we all need that, don't you? Yeah, it's amazing. I've had uh, one of the surprising things was the number of parents who wrote me saying their their book was soaked in tears by the end or grandparents who said, I never understood Pilgrim's Progress. That The language was too old. It was a little too confusing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. helped me understand the message finally. Mm. So, uh, one that's always stuck with me is one one parent shared their their child was um, struggling with cancer and they would read this to them in the hospital each day. And I remember getting mm. that message and just being mm. blown away by mm. thinking, wow, mm. I'm here in Cambodia, made this mm. book. And uh, you forget sometimes just the way it's floating around and God's, God's using it. Uh, mm. So things like that. And then my own son, just as we're here overseas, this idea of the celestial city has really resonated with him that we're, mm-hmm. we're living for eternity and we're pilgrims, we're strangers, we're exiles on this earth. Hmm. Another really uh, meaningful story I saw recently, uh, a grandparent messaged me and said uh, they, had, they had a little grandma camp where they had their kids over for five days. <laughs> the came I'm over not sure what days. that is, but it sounds quite interesting. I'll tell my <laughs> wife about it. So, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um, so she did this camp and they do little activities every day and she'd do fun things again with this probably hard to to leave a legacy for kids and she bought a copy of little pilgrim's big journey and they read it each day and and she she said to us that was the highlight of the week was reading a Mm. chapter to every night and seeing Mm. my grandkids want to read this more than tv and so those kind of stories just continue to motivate and drive me to do what we're doing you're giving copies away. Nobody gives copies away when they've written something to make money to help support their ministry. You're giving copies away to missionaries. How is that working? What's happening there? Yeah, that's been fun, especially so because we we're crowdfunded, we launched on a platform called Kickstarter. One of the things yep. we did is as we hit certain goals, we said, okay, when we hit this goal, we'll give away another 50 copies. And when we hit this goal, another 50 copies. So that kind of from our foundation was a piece of, of what we were doing. And then just being in Cambodia, it's very, very hard for families to find good books. So it's, it's been a real joy lately, especially as the Lord has prospered our uh, little publishing company to just say, oh, here's a box. Uh, so last week, a friend came on a little moto and gave him a box or two boxes of um, 16 books each. And, and then he drove it off to one of the rural areas and there's a missionary mm. serving out there. And, uh, they were able to just just give them out, so that's such a, such a blessing. Do you hope to do it in other languages too? Yeah, we've had uh, some really fun contacts. Of there's a guy working on it in Dutch, another guy Maltese, Vietnamese, and and about a dozen other languages that have messaged us. So really excited about that. And then one of the freedoms we have is for like-minded ministries. We don't charge them anything. Uh, that that are doing it in a sense not for profit or doing it for for the purpose of ministry we just give them the files and say go for it print this publish it get it in vietnamese please Mm -hmm. tyler one of the things that we say on our program is we're all about jesus and uh, we're all about the grace of our lord jesus christ 
hear that you were passionate about grace, and you wanted to make sure that God's grace, the grace of our Jesus Christ, got into this modernization of Pilgrim's Progress. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, Bunyan did an amazing job at this, uh, just absolutely brilliant in terms of the characters he brought in to that would bring a sense of uh, legalism or morality or this idea. So as Christians on the path, there's some characters who help him and some characters who seek mm -hmm. to harm him. And at one point, as he's journeying towards the cross, this burden feels so heavy on his back. And there's uh, a man named Worldly Wiseman. And he says, oh, if you go to the town of legality, he can help you remove your burden. And when he gets there, he ends up being uh, confronted essentially by the law and by his failure and realizes his need. There's, there's only one place this burden can be removed. That's a repeated phrase. Your burden can only be removed at the place of deliverance, which is mm -hmm. the cross in Bunyan's mm -hmm. allegory. So mm -hmm. it's almost as if Bunyan takes us down the road of thinking, can I save myself this way? No, you can't. Can I save myself this way? No, no way. Where can this burden be removed? Only at the cross. So there's that, that beautiful, timeless moment where Christian approaches the cross, the burden falls off his back, rolls down the hill, and it disappears. It's gone for good. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then he takes time to, to reflect on God's grace. So I wanted that to be the, you know, a pivotal moment in the story. And then also we incorporated, there's a, a chapter summary at the end of each chapter. And in, in those, mm -hmm. I always wanted to take a, a little deeper dive into the gospel and give some Bible verses, things that families can study through. Mm. Tyler, give me another pivotal moment that takes place in um, what you're calling Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. Yeah, one of, one of the most memorable moments is when Christian encounters Apollyon. And Apollyon is this great dragon that represents Satan. And as we know from scripture, Satan is the accuser. And so Apollyon says to Christian, as he, he wants to stop him on the path, he says, I'm the Lord of the city of destruction. You must go back. You must serve me. And then Apollyon says this to him. He says, but you don't really serve the king. You disobeyed him many times. First, you fell into the bog of despair. Then you strayed from the path. You were lazy and slept too long and almost turned back when you saw the lions. You don't seem to love the king at all. Christian responds, all this is true and much more that you left out. But the prince whom I serve is merciful and ready to forgive all who turn to him. And so we all know as believers that feeling of uh, guilt, uh, accusation, a sense of our, our sin coming back to us, even after we, we've trusted in Christ. And so here we see how Satan can confront us and, and kind of accuse us with that. And yet how, by God's grace, we can respond in confidence. And then Christian ends up fighting Apollyon and overcoming him with, with the king's strength in the king's armor. Tyler, um, I just want to say thank you for joining us on Haven today. Thank you for getting up at an outrageous hour to interview <laughs> with us from Cambodia. Yeah. But before we have to go, people all over this world need the gospel. They need the grace that Bunyan wrote about. They need Christ Jesus, and uh, they need the blood of Jesus shed on the cross to 
cover them of their sins. Would you lead us in prayer right now from Cambodia to our listeners everywhere, but primarily in North America then? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the grace you've given us. Lord, we were all uh, straying from you. We all went astray, and yet you led us back. Uh, God, you've called us to yourself, and you've given your Son uh, to cover all the sins, all the wrong we've done. And Lord, uh, for those of us who have trusted in you, we know what that burden feels like, that, that, mm. that awful, heavy burden yes. of sin. Uh, yes. And God, by your grace, you've freed us from that and have called us uh, to your eternal home. So we praise you for that. We praise you for the ways you've worked in history through books like The Pilgrim's Progress to help people rediscover and discover for the first time the message of the gospel that Christ alone can save us. And we praise you for that. Thank you for the ministry of Haven, uh, for the way your word is being broadcast uh, across North America and even across the world. Pray you to continue to multiply that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Tyler Van Haltren, thank you so much. You've been a blessing to me today, and I'm sure a blessing to all our listeners. Thank you, Charles. It's such a privilege to be here and so so appreciate the invite. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. You just heard from Tyler Van Haltren, a missionary in Cambodia with his family, And he has this captivating new picture book called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. It's beautifully crafted. I would even call it a collector's book. And yet it's written for children as well as older children like you and me. You can have your own copy. You just need to visit us at haventoday.org. And we also put up a video of Tyler reading his favorite chapter. This podcast is made possible through the ministry of Haven Today. And if you want to hear more conversations like this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you help us get the word out by leaving us a five-star review. You can also go to haventoday.org to sign up for our weekly email and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.